Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. I have a question for you. If someone asked you, what's a consonant? Would you know how to describe it? Or if someone asked you, what's a vowel? What would your answer be? So before I really dove into the science of reading, if someone had asked me, what's a consonant? I would have said, it's any letter that's not a vowel. (laughs) And if someone had asked me, well, what's a vowel? Then I would have said, well, we have five vowels in English. A, E, I, O, U, and sometimes Y. That would have been my answer. That's a pretty standard answer for people when asked about consonants and vowels. Now, once I dove into the science of reading, especially the work by Dr. Louisa Motes, I'm reading her book now, Speech to Print, I learned there is so much more to the definitions of consonants and vowels, especially when we focus on their sounds and not the actual letter. And so today I wanna go over very quickly the differences between consonants and vowels and talk a little bit about their characteristics and why that even matters when we're teaching little ones how to read. So let's get started. Let's start with consonants. So the definition of a consonant is it's a phoneme, which means it's a speech sound that is not a vowel and it's formed by obstructing the flow of air with either your teeth, your lips, or your tongue. So that's what makes it different from a vowel sound. Consonants are usually called closed sounds because somehow, somewhere in the mouth, the breath is closed off when we're forming that sound. So consonants are distinguished by two different characteristics. The place of articulation, which means where in the mouth it's formed, and the manner of articulation, which means how the lips, teeth, and tongue are working together to produce the sound. So that's a lot of information all from Dr. Motes about consonants, but I think it's important for us adults to know as teachers and parents of little ones, we might not tell our little ones all of this information about consonants, but we want to know this as a background for when we're teaching reading. So English actually has 25 consonant sounds, and that might be surprising if you were thinking a consonant is any letter that's not a vowel, and we know we have five vowel letters and sometimes Y. But actually, we're not talking about letters today, the formed letter, the printed letter, we're talking about sounds. That's why there are 25 consonant sounds. Before I show you a chart of all of the consonant phonemes and talk about the differences between them, I wanted to talk about two definitions, voiced sounds and unvoiced sounds. What does that mean? Well, when we are saying a sound, we're either turning our voice box on, which means it's a voiced sound, or our voice box is off. It's an unvoiced sound. 
I like my students to actually put their hand up on their neck, say the sound, for example, g, g. And I want them to feel, is their voice box on or is their voice box off? Now in the word g, g, in the sound, their voice box is on. And so I want them to be able to feel that sound. That's gonna really come in handy so that you know if they're producing the sound correctly and you're gonna see that in their writing, in the way that they're spelling words. If they can hear if the sound that they're producing is a voiced sound or an unvoiced sound. So here's a chart of all of the consonant phonemes in English and they're separated into different categories. So up here we have the stop sounds. Those are the sounds that we produce really quickly like a burst of air and we're not holding them for very long. And they're actually really tricky not to add the uh sound at the end. We really want to chop off that uh sound at the end. And you can see there's an unvoiced and a voiced pair. So we have p and the voiced pair is b. Those are formed in the same place in the mouth. It's just one has our voice box on and one has it off. Then we have is with d and k is with g. So they're formed in the same spot, these voiced unvoiced pairs. It's just if our sound box is on or off. So again, stops are really hard not to add the uh sound at the end. How many times have you heard a student say b, p? We hear it all the time. So we wanna really make sure that they're cutting off that uh sound at the end. So those are really quick, those stop sounds. Now the next section of consonants is our fricatives. These are sometimes called continuants and these are actually made with a lot of air flowing. And so you can just hold these sounds for as long as you have air. But again, we still have unvoiced and voiced pairs. So we have Now here, the digraph TH, we know that we can have either a voice box on or off, but it's formed in the same place in the mouth. So we can have or and so those are going to be sounds that we can continue holding for as long as we have air. Now, if you are teaching beginning readers, starting with these fricatives is gonna be a lot easier than starting with the stops because they can continue saying it and they don't have to cut off that sound, being careful not to add the uh. Now our next section are affricates. Now these are interesting because they're kind of a combination of the stops and the fricatives. They have a characteristic of both. So we have an unvoiced voice pair. So we have ch and j. And then we have our nasals. These are probably my favorite sounds to teach just because they're so much fun to teach for kids. You can tell them that these nasal sounds can only be formed with air going through the nose. That's why they're called nasals. So when you make these sounds, if you try to make them while you're plugging your nose, you can't make them. The air gets stuck, it's trying to go through your nose, but it can't, so you can't make the sound. So kids just think this is so funny. So our nasal sounds are mmm, Mm and ng. So those are really fun to plug your nose, ask them if they can make the sound with their nose plugged, and they just think it's hilarious. I also like to teach nasals and point them out specifically 
because when you have the letter A in front of a nasal sound, a lot of those beginning words like A-M, A-M, or A-N, A-N, it really changes the sound of the A. So instead of it being a pure A sound, like apple, we know that the A sound in man is more like a whiny sound, man, or in am. So I like to point out to my students that the reason that A is whiny is because it's in front of one of those nasal sounds. So that's why I point this one out specifically. We have glides down here. Now glides are always followed by a vowel. So they glide right into the vowel. So this is interesting. We have w. And then we have this one, this WH. Now I still pronounce it as w as most Americans do, but in British English or maybe in certain parts of America, some people still keep that WH sound. I guess it would be more like I can't even say it, like whipped cream. I just say whipped cream. So for a lot of us, we don't say this sound anymore, this WH, we still just say w. And then we have y, y, like yellow. Those are always followed by vowels. And then the last one down here are liquids. These are so, so tricky for kids because they're very hard to pronounce and they're very slippery in a word. They don't stay still in a word. They're really, really tricky. So we have ooh and r, r. I have such a hard time saying this sound for this letter R, r. But just remember, it's not er and it's not r. It's more like the first sound in red, r, r, but I'm still working on saying it too. But there you go. These are your 25 consonant phoneme sounds. Now you'll notice on here, there are a few letters that are missing. So let's talk about it. There is no letter X. Why is that? Because X is actually representing two sounds, k and together. So that's why there's no letter X because it's representing two sounds that are already on here. The other letter you might notice that is missing is the letter Q. Why is that? Well, the letter Q is always, always, always followed by the letter U in an English word. And together, Q-U represents qu, qu, like queen. But the reason that I don't have it on here is because if Q were to be alone, although it's not in any English words, but if it were to be, it would actually just represent the k sound because the Q is the k sound and the U represents the W sound, the w sound. That's where we get qu from. So that's why they're not on here, in case you were wondering. Now, the other thing I wanted to point out on here is I do have digraphs on here. So remember, digraphs are when two letters represent one sound. So you can see I have the digraph TH for and v. I have the digraph sh for sh and zh for zh. And I have the digraph ch for ch and also wh, although I still pronounce it w like whale. So consonant digraphs are two letters that represent one sound and their sounds are unique. What I don't have on here are consonant blends. Consonant blends are when we have two consonants next to each other, but each consonant retains its own sound. So for example, in the word frog, we have f-r-a-g, frog. The first two letters are consonant sounds. So we have f-r, fr, 
but they're not it's not representing one sound. Each letter is representing its own sound, but it's just blended together to make that word frog. So that's the difference between a consonant digraph, which is why it's on here, because digraphs are representing their own unique sound, but consonant blends, each letter is just retaining its own sound and we're blending it together. All right, how are you doing so far? Good? We went through our 25 consonant phonemes and now it's time to talk about vowels. So earlier I said, a few years ago, if someone had asked me what's a vowel, I would have said A, E, I, O, U, and sometimes Y. But we are talking about vowel phonemes today. So that means the vowel sounds. So let me share the definition. A vowel is a phoneme, a speech sound. It's an open phoneme. So that means that the airflow is unobstructed when we make that sound. Do you remember when I said consonants? Something has to be blocking the airflow. It's a closed sound. Either it's your lips, your teeth, your tongue, something's blocking the airflow. But with vowels, nothing is blocking the airflow. That's what makes it a vowel phoneme. Nothing is blocking that airflow. So here are some facts about vowels that I thought were interesting. Vowels are the heart of English because every syllable needs a vowel. We know that. Vowels make it possible to carry a song's tune. So if we didn't have vowels in English, we actually couldn't sing songs. So that's kind of a fun fact for kids. Vowels are definitely the trickiest when we're teaching kids how to read and write. These are usually the sounds that trip them up the most, not to mention for the sounds, there are multiple spellings for each vowel sound. And so it's not as simple as teaching those five letters and sometimes why. There are a lot of different spellings for the vowel sounds. Now there are actually 15 vowel phonemes. There are three R-controlled vowels. And then of course we have the schwa sound, which is always a tricky one for kids. So that adds up to 19 vowel sounds. Now, if you remember, I said we have 25 consonant sounds and 19 vowel sounds. So that is gonna give us our 44 English phonemes. Now, if you haven't watched the video of a woman pronouncing all of the English phonemes very clearly, all 44 of them, I will link it below. She's phenomenal. She does a much better job than I do. Um, but there are 44, about 44 English sounds, English phonemes, that we really want to practice as teachers and parents so that we get really good at saying those. So back to vowels. So there are 19 of these vowel sounds that we need to learn and practice, and there are so many different ways to spell them. So that's why they really trip kids up. One note before I show you the vowel chart. I'm about to show you all of the vowel sounds but you are absolutely not going to teach all of these vowel sounds and spellings to your preschool and kindergarten little ones. It would be way overwhelming, way too much cognitive load. That is not why I'm sharing this video. I don't teach this to my students or my kids at home either. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because I think as parents and as teachers, we need this information in our brains for our background knowledge. So one, we know where our kids are headed when they get to first, second, and third grade because they are going to learn all of this. But two, we are much more effective teachers when we have the background knowledge so that when they ask us questions about why a word is spelled a certain way or why this word has a certain sound, we are going to be much more knowledgeable answering those questions. So 
No, I don't think that you need to teach all of these vowels I'm about to share with you to your preschool and kindergarten students, but I do think it's important that you at least have some surface knowledge and information about this so that you are able to help them and answer questions and know where they're headed in the next few years. You may have seen this chart floating around on the internet or on Instagram or Pinterest, but it is called a vowel valley. The reason it's called a vowel valley is because it's showing us all of the vowel sounds kind of in this V shape, in this valley shape. And this one down here is where our mouth is the most open. So if we were to start the valley up here, these are sounds that are made toward the front of our mouths. Our chins are up and our mouths are just barely open. And then we get more open, more open, more open as we go down. This is where our mouth is the most open. And then we're gonna go back up and these are gonna be made more toward the back of the mouth and our lips are becoming more rounded. So that's why it kind of changes the shape of our mouth. That's why we have it set up in this way because it's how we change the shape of our mouth to make that sound. So let's talk about each of these sounds. Starting up here, we have eagle, itch, apron, echo, apple, ice, octopus, umbrella, audio, oval, book, tube, you. Then up here we have our schwa, like banana. And then we have our diphthongs. So we have oil and loud. And we have our R-controlled vowels. Fern, farm, form. 19 vowel sounds is a lot different than teaching kids. It's just A, E, I, O, U, and sometimes Y. Now, the craziest thing about our vowels, I mentioned this before, is just there are so many ways to spell that sound. For example, long A can be spelled in eight different ways. <laughs> That's a lot. So it's really important that we start with the speech, the sound first, and then we show our little ones how to spell that sound at a place that's developmentally appropriate for their grade level. So that's why I feel like for preschool and kindergarten, it's appropriate to introduce these sounds to them, but you're not gonna introduce all of the spellings to them. It's way overwhelming. You're gonna start with the short vowel sounds. So it is A-E-I-O-U, but you're gonna start with the sounds A, E, I, A, U. You want them to get really good at saying those sounds and matching those sounds to how they're spelled with the letters. That's where you wanna start. The rest of this is going to build and build and build on. And eventually they're going to know all 19 sounds and they're gonna know all the different ways to spell them. But to start, you're just gonna start simple with those short vowels. This, like I said, is more for you. It's a resource for you to know all of the different vowel sounds and where your little one is headed in the next few years. And let me show you one more thing before I put this vowel valley away. What I also like about it, since I'm only focusing on the short vowels to start, it shows me which short vowels are the closest together on the valley because that means they're going to be the most similar in pronunciation, which means they're going to be difficult to hear the difference in the sounds. So for example, right here, we have short E, echo, and short A, Apple. These two being right next to each other on the vowel valley mean that they're 
produced in a similar way in our mouth. Our mouth is kind of formed in the same way. We have eh, echo, and we have ah, apple. So my mouth is just a little bit more open for ah, but they're really similar. So using this vowel valley, I could say, okay, I don't wanna teach short vowel E and short vowel A back to back because those sounds are gonna be way too similar and my students are gonna have a hard time hearing the differences. So that might look for me, maybe I would start with short vowel O, ah, and then maybe I jump here to short vowel E, echo, and then maybe I'd go up to short vowel I, itch, and then maybe I'd go back down to short vowel A, apple, and then maybe I'd go to short vowel U, umbrella. But I'm trying to separate them, the ones that are closest together on the vowel valley. I wanna teach them separate from each other. Otherwise, it's gonna be really hard for our little ones to hear the difference and to tell the difference in the way they're forming it in their mouth. So try to separate those. So there you go. I hope that overview was helpful for you. Key takeaways, consonants, are formed with some sort of obstruction in the mouth. Vowels are not obstructed at all. They have clear airflow to come out. 25 consonant sounds, 19 vowel sounds, a total of about 44 phonemes in the English language. I know it's a lot to take in. It's taken me a while to kind of learn this and I'm still learning and practicing and growing. But if you're interested and you really want a deep dive, Highly recommend Speech to Print by Dr. Louisa Motes. This is gonna give you all the information. All of these charts that I've created came from here. She is the guru for all of this. And so if you want more information, definitely dive in deep for this. I am going to be having more videos coming up talking about why it's important that we know the differences between the different types of consonants and the different type of vowel sounds and how that's going to help our little ones with their reading and their spelling. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!